everybody, and welcome into the New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast. Gunstock Mountain Resort is now open for the winter season. Enjoy top to bottom skiing and riding, and remember to take a moment to stop and take in that iconic view from the summit. One of, one of our 10 best we chose last month in New England Ski Magazine. Check out our tubing hill for thrills and laughs and night sessions with the most lit terrain in New England for all you night owls. Book your lift tickets, rentals, and tubing online in advance. Check out our upcoming events at gunstock.com. Embrace the chill this winter at Gunstock. And discover what you've been missing when you visit Burke Mountain, the last little corner of Vermont. Located only seven miles off Interstate 91, the slopes are closer than you think. Take advantage of their incredible midweek deals like $45 Monday through Friday lift tickets or Wicked Wednesdays where three people can ski or ride for the price of one. That's right. You and two of your friends can ski and ride for just 15 bucks a piece every Wednesday, non-holiday. Incredible. To learn more, book your overnight stay at the Ski In, Ski Out Burke Mountain Hotel or purchase lift tickets, visit SkiBurke.com. I'm New England Ski Journal editor Eric Wilbur. I'm joined here by my co-host, Mike Specian. Mike, how are you? Eric, I am doing fantastic. I got back on snow. Excellent. Um, and all of that uh, sad talk that we had weeks before <laughs> is all behind Dissipated. us. I, li- I like to put things in my rearview mirror, and winter is on finally. Yeah, and I, I, I've felt it too the past couple of weeks, like a shift in mood, right? Not only just a shift in mood by seeing the weather change, but a shift in mood by my first day getting out there where it was just okay. Like now we're back in the groove. Now I can see the future. Now I can see where I'm going to do A, B, C, and X, Y, and Z and all that. And it was just this, this perfect, it was like a, a cloud of, of light from the heavens above that said, Eric, it is ski season. Enjoy it. It sure is. I mean, I was at Cannon last week, and from the reports I had from three weeks earlier, it was like it was a totally different world. Yep. Maconia Notch was alive. The skiing was pretty pretty good. I mean, really good. It might not have been all too good, yep. but it, it was, once again, we're on. Yeah, I mean, Atatash, right after they had that that, that second storm the, the, the previous weekend, we're still running guns on Wilfred's Gom and, and, and Illusion. And it, it's great to see snowmaking sort of just, you know, fill in, <laughs> fill in the blanks, right? Because when we talk the power of snowmaking and being able to open early and to, like Killington did, transform its, its landscape into a World Cup theater in just a matter of a week, is, is one thing, but snowmaking is so rich in this because it can just help Mother Nature and just, you can go from zero to 100 that much quicker. You sure can. It's uh, snowmaking is saving the ski industry in the eastern United States at least. Mm-hmm. It's been a frustrating road. We've seen winters shrink. Winters are starting later a lot of the time. So, I, I guess the real thing here is that we need to be patient. When when people, we have some climate issues, period, the end. And when people take one situation and say the winter's over, it is not. Mm-hmm. If we take one rainstorm or one heat wave, climate is a broader situation. I think what excites me the most, yeah, I want to be on the ski hill. But I also... 
snow is the New England economy in the northern part of New, New England, New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont. We need snow because we need our neighbors to be able to make a living. And now that the snow is here, snowmobilers will be out, skiers will be out, restaurants will be full, lodging properties full, winter's on in New England. I think you made a, you made a great point there I want to jump on because I heard local meteorologist in Massachusetts, David Epstein, was on WGBH this morning, one day last week. And the, the hosts asked him about the warm January and how this was a sign of global warming. And David, much to his, his, his credit, took a step back and said, wait a second, we are not going to sit here and blame January on global warming. The fact that we have more Januaries like that is a sign of global warming. But this year itself, he, he pointed out in 1935, I guess, there was a, a, a winter where Massachusetts got only nine inches of snow, and that was like the least on record. Um, seems high for the least on record, doesn't it? But anyway, it, it, it's a matter of this has happened before. And yes, it could be a sign of global warming, but you have to take global, the world is, is how old? A couple billion years old? Yep. You can't take the last 40 years and say, oh, there it is, weather. And I am a, a climate expert, by the way, so you have to take um, everything I, I say with it. But you get what I mean? Like, you can't blame the world's problems on that Big Mac you had in 1982. You just can't do it. And I think that that's one way that if we're going to ever solve this problem, we've all got to kind of focus our general biases or arguments or whatever. We got to, you got to break a little bread sooner or later, everyone. We, we don't need to be Washington on this. We all have to play nice in the sandbox. We have to realize that winter is, has changed. I remember many, many moons ago when, when I was invited up to see an intro from Solomon and boy, it must've been in the nineties and we had a whole month where ski areas were closing. It was 50 degrees below and it was crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not seeing that anymore. I mean, my fear with winters right now isn't whether the snow is here. It's how close we are to the temperature grade um, where we used to be. 10, 15 degrees, we're now 25, 30 degrees. Mm. And we're right on the cusp of rain or snow. Yeah, and, and then when you have a warm January like we just had, uh, attached to last year, which was not a, a strong season, it's it's easy to get down. But I, I am here to tell you that once you get out, and I think you can attest now, once you get back out there, it's it's just getting back to, to riding that bike, that winter bike that you love so much. Game on, and the trees are opening up. And Tuckerman's is going to be incredible. And it's not going to stop now until April. Nope, it isn't. So that's that's the game. All right. And what else is going on in the ski world? Oh, oh, Michaela Schifrin is is doing things. How, Who, how, who's that? Yeah, she is. We, is we, we had this argument about the goat, the goat last week and how I'm not a huge proponent of the GOAT, greatest of all time. And I, I think I may, have, I may have babbled for a good 15, 20 minutes about this. But yes, Michaela Schifrin is on top of the ski world. She's got Stenmark in her sights. It, it could happen this year. It it, it, it may happen. It may have to wait till next year. She's pretty much got the World Cup locked up this season, and it's she keeps rewriting the record books. And she's forty two, so she'd be 
ending her ski career soon. Oh, no, she's 26 years old. I mean, she's got her whole life ahead of her and every record to break. Well, when when you look at Stenmark, when you look at Lindsey Vaughn, Mikhail is so young. She's six, seven years be- younger than they were. I believe, I believe Stenmark was 33, and Vaughn was in her 30s also. So just what she has done, is, is, as long as injuries, because it's a very dynamic sport that we are involved with, as long as injuries don't get her, she has an incredible future ahead she will be well into the hundreds after Michaela won one of her races in early January I'm not sure who it was I think it was NBC Olympic Research did this amazing graph of win percentages of some of the world's greatest athletes of all time okay so we've got Jack Nicklaus we've got Lindsey Vaughn Tiger Woods Roger Federer Rafael Nadal Serena Williams Novak Djokovic Michaela and Ingemar Stenmark and it, it lists their wins and the amount of events and starts they had. Ingemar Stenmark got to 86 wins in how many starts, do you think? 86 wins, probably, I'm, I'm going to make a wild guess, 130. 230. Holy cow. Yeah. Michaela has 81. At the, at the time of this graphic, she had 81 in 231 starts. That is a winning percentage of 35%. So every time Michaela gets into the gate, she's got a 35% chance to win, which is remarkably stupid in the World well, Cup it, competition. It, it's stupid because, like Stenmark, she is over multiple disciplines. She isn't just a technical skier. She's skiing at speed events. Yeah. I mean, that, think, that's amazing. But, but some of the other names here, Jack Nicholas. How many times do you think Jack Nicholas won the tournament he was in? Ooh, I couldn't even take a guess. Twelve percent of the time, which is remarkable. Which is remarkable. Well, that's in a game of I guess centimeters. I, yeah, in baseball, it's not that. In baseball, one for ten and get you released. So I guess twelve percent. Eh, still, it seems like when you're talking about the greatest golfer that ever lived, twelve percent is good. Speaking of the greatest golfer ever lived, for the other side, Tiger Woods wins twenty-two percent of the time. Lindsey Vaughn twenty-one percent. Federer twenty-eight. Nadal, 30. Serena won 30% of the time. Djokovic, for all we've watched him win, 30, 33% of the time. Michaela Schifrin is, of her generation, far and away the greatest winning percentage athlete out there right now, which is it's tremendous when you, when you put it that way, just how exceptional she has been in nearly every competition she's been in. Well, she is multidisciplined. She... Take a baseball. Take the Red Sox, for example. She can please. go go from the get pit. that. Please take yeah, my wife. Please, please. Yeah. please. So she can pitch. She can DH, and she can catch all of the above. And all three of those things are separate. I mean, she's that good. And I don't. I don't know another athlete that can play at that level in so many disciplines. I think you just described Kike Hernandez, not Michaela Schiffer. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure if you're saying Kike Hernandez and Michaela Schiffer on the same plane. We'll just let that go. Michaela Schiffer obviously got her start at Burke Mountain Academy. That's why I refer to her every time I write, write, write about her as Burke Mountain Academy's Michaela Schiffer. Uh, such a legacy she's left there, and it's only just, just getting more and more putting 
Brook Mountain and Brook Mountain Academy, like in the spotlight on a worldwide level? Well, Vale likes to say Michaela's from Vale. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. (laughs) Michaela is Burke. And that's where she made it. Just like Bodie and CVA or Doug Lewis at GMVS, Michaela is Burke Mountain. Yeah, defines it. Sure does. Like Bodie at Cannon, like Seth Wascott, Seth, like Seth Westcott at Sugarloaf. These, these, these special athletes that have dedicated their lives to these sports where they grew up, doing these very things, giving back, and just not even if they don't give back, just the the, the fact that Brook Mountain will now always be identified as Michaela Schifrin's training ground is in the ski world huge. In 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 the great world of everything, no one's going to really say okay, Brook. Michaela went to Brook Mountain. I'm going to go there. But in the ski world, that's a huge reputation to have and to have that calling card. You can't beat that. Well, it it tells you the power of ski academies here in New England. Um, we just I just named three of them that are just, and I could throw Stratton Mountain School and Waterville Valley, Michaela, BMA, and Michaela are synonymous as one of the best ski academies on just an incredible mountain at the same time. Yep. And it's great to have generation that the the greatest skier for one generation was Bodie Miller. And then the next generation, the greatest skier of this generation is Michaela Schifrin. So is Michaela going to have skis too? Is what? Michaela going to produce skis next too? Oh, (laughs) just wondering. Did you see that he's got a buy one, get one free was the deal last week in peak. Oh, I know. Have you tried them? No, I haven't been okay. on them. I'm interested. I'd like to try them, but as far as a product, I'm, I'm, I, I do have to drop a plug for my my boys at Parlor who gave my skis a tune, and oh my god, oh boy, what a difference! If you haven't waxed your skis yet, definitely wax them before this weekend because you're going to need it. Coming up after the break, we're going to go back to to Brook Mountain, home of we can say home of right, home of Michaela Schiffer, home of Michaela. To speak with Jessica Seckler, who is a longtime director of guest experience up there, and Kevin Mack, the general manager of Brook Mountain, is going to join us as well. Talk about what's going on up there. Talk about Michaela Schiffer. Talk about Indie Pass. Talk about whatever comes to mind. That is coming up right after this. Get ready to winter like you mean it. Make tracks to Stratton for a big mountain experience with corduroy cruisers, tree-lined trails, new terrain parks, miles of glades, all with snow so great it's guaranteed. Book your lodging at the heart of the resort and discover everything you love about winter is right outside your door. Like snow tubing, snowmobile tours, snowshoe treks, cross-country skiing. Then there's Stratton Village for shopping, dining, après, and late nights. Stratton.com to save on lift tickets and lodging packages. Great Glen Trails Outdoor Center is your one-stop adventure destination this winter. No lift lines, just great grooming and magical vistas. Classic snow tubing hill with hot cocoa and s'mores on the weekends. Try a guided snow coach tour. Grab your reservation to Treeline on Mount Washington. Private and group lessons for skiers of all ages and all abilities. Evening snowshoe tours and so much more. Check the website for booking options and details as well. GreatGlenTrails.com. Joining us on the old Zoom line is from Burke Mountain Resort, Jessica Seckler, Director of Guest Experience and Marketing. And general manager Kevin Mack, 
hopping on the line with us today. Welcome, both of you. Thank you. Hey, guys. Hey, we're, we're more than happy to have Burke joining us today. A very special hill to me. My son spent a lot of time there. Number two, Burkside. I used to uh, probably spend 20 nights a year up there. It's right there, right outside the lift. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Jessica, why don't you give us a quick overview of what's going on up at Burke and of the mountain? Yeah, well, we're right ready to kick off into the weekend here with some fresh snow falling, which is really cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can start with the basics of what's going on at Burke. We're about, yeah, we're getting into the new year here. Burke, let's see where to start. So, well, we could start with the facts. We're 36 trails, 14 glades, three terrain parks, and just some really great classic New England skiing and riding. Right now, we're, with this storm, about to head into 100% open terrain, which we're really excited for. But right now, we're cresting just shy of almost 90% of our open terrain. So things are really coming into it, and we're, um, we're getting ready to ski some pow here. What's that been like to go from such a terrible January to all of a sudden 100% right there? Oh, it's so great. Let me tell you, it's a huge sigh of relief that winter finally showed up. Yeah, I mean, it was, even though it was a tough start to the season, kudos to our snowmaking team and our mountain ops team. I mean, they really put the nose to the grindstone. And when we got the temps, we made the most of it. Our holiday Christmas break, even though we were skiing only quarter percent of what we could have been, spirits were high. Guests showed up. Everyone have, was having a great time. Our staff, it was it was busy. We had a good holiday week. So yeah, to go from a quarter percent to now almost 100 percent is right where we want to be. <laughs> yeah, we we needed this boost. We got through the holiday period and we have a really, really important holiday coming up still for, for everybody in the ski industry. So Kevin, ownership up there has changed through the years. What's going on with the ownership at this point? I know Burke Mountain Academy had it at one point and has changed hands. What's the prognosis now? Yeah, well, prognosis is good. The mountain will change hands at some point in, in the future. I can't tell you when, how, or to whom. JP sold late last year. We, Burke Mountain, as well as JP, were under the management of Leisure Hotels and Resorts. Jay sold, and we remain under the management of Leisure Hotel and Resorts. And that's been a good, good fit for us, as, as well as remaining under receivership since 2016. So basically, status quo, there's, there's interested parties in, in the resort. And until my boss's boss tells me there's a go, I'm running the resort. Hoping for snow, making snow, hoping for a great bike season, hoping for a great President's Week, and just keeping everyone engaged at the, at the staff level and, and making sure that our guests have a great time. That's fantastic. I know it was a hard road. I mean, I'm, I know something great is on the horizon for Burke. First off, it's a great hill. But second off, the, the whole community of East Burke and the Kingdom of Trails and the mountain is just something that is nowhere else in New England. Yeah, it, it, it's a special place and, and it's, it, it's in some ways, it's, it's a shame. Some of, some of Burke's past is a shame, let's just say it, but the, the, the past few years and the future of the resort is, looks really good. We've done some great things, achieved here, 
with the support of, of, of our management team. And at the end of the day, we've taken a, what was a day skier resort, opened up a hotel, shown the impact of the hotel on the resort, made that be part and parcel of the guest experience. And, and to your point, the community has, has, we've come full circle in a lot of ways from where we were eight years ago, and we're pretty excited about where we are now and, and excited to see what the future holds. Jess, it was 2015. I'm not sure if you remember this, but you, I was there for a media weekend with Ski Vermont, and we took a walk around this it was studs here and wood here and a brick there. What was to become the Burke Mountain Hotel and Conference Center? I, I'm assuming it's been built a little bit more since then, correct? Just a little. Okay. Yeah. So tell us, tell us a little bit about the lodging at the at Burke and what this. I mean, it looked it. The views from this place are incredible. Vermont is one of my, my, one of my second homes along with New Hampshire. And I got to tell you for Burke is a place I've been very sparingly, but it does have one of my favorite views in all of Vermont that I could, the Willoughby gap is just absolutely tremendous. And to see that from that hotel is, is going to be just worth the price of admission. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think that's our kind of signature takeaway and one of the primary things that we hear from from guests is, gosh, the views. Every every room in that hotel has a view. There isn't really a bad spot in the hotel. And I think that's one of the things that the architect did do well is they really embraced our landscape and they really kind of mimicked, well, they did mimic our our signature view, which is the Willoughby Gap. And, and it's, it's one of those things that is unforgettable. And I think that's why people just, it's one of the the things that builds our culture around here is because it is so unique to our area and our landscape. When you stay at the Burke Mountain Hotel, it's uh, you're either slope side and facing the mountain or you're gap side and facing Willoughby Gap. And what's really unique about our hotel is when we claim or when someone claims they're ski in, ski out or bike in and bike out, sometimes that's a little misleading. Well, oh my God, I still got to walk a mile. The trails are within reach or nearby. We're literally steps from the the summit left and our Midbrook Express. It's literally right out your window if you're if you're lucky and, and on slope side. When you're gap side and you're sitting on the balcony with a cup of coffee or a glass of wine at night, I mean it's just it's just beautiful. It's just something that you really, you know, you you really absorb and you take the time to just take it all in. So the hotel is 116 rooms. We have on-site dining. We have a seasonal pool, a heated hot tub, fitness center, family arcade, and we have an incredible pub and a restaurant slash banquet space that opens up from time to time. Cafeteria, everything that you would need to either come up here with your partner or your friend or your family and yeah, just make it a weekend or stay a little longer. Yeah. I can only imagine because I have that, I still have a vision of this half built building in my mind, <laughs> oh walking my around it walking with, around with, with a hard hat on. Yeah. It looked very professional, but just, right. I just remember the thought being like, wow, this place is yeah. going to be amazing just really, because of the environment. It, it, it's been such a game changer for us. It really has. I mean, it's brought to Kevin's point earlier about just changing our, our guests into and converting them into no longer a day tripper, but that weekend experience has just been incredible. So it's, I remember riding because I spent a lot of time up the Kingdom Trails, riding around it during construction, then it stopped. 
And yeah, it was just like, oh, come on, come on. But hey, yeah. Kev, hey, Kevin, we're going to talk in a little bit about Burke Mountain Academy and what that brings, but I'm a tree skier. There are some classics up at Burke. First off, East Bowl is a classic fun trail. My eight-year-old, my 10-year-old just loved it there. But I am 100% about Dixieland and Caveman and that whole tree network that you have. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, well, we're on the east side there. Some of the trails you mentioned, folks love it. When 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 we get the snow and we've been getting the snow and, and dropping ropes in those glades, it's you drop onto the east side there. And even on a busy day at Burke, you can find the place to yourself. And you think you're in, in the wilderness and and it's it's just one of those special special parts of, of Burke that whether you're in the glades, you're on a groomer, you can find yourself with that moment on on the slopes where you feel like the mountain is yours and you have it all to yourself. And and we're just excited to to be getting some of the natural stuff because you know December was a little rough for us in in, in, in the glades. But the the skier that wants to come to Burke, whether you want to take a, a a run down dippers and and test your metal on an amazing groomer for drop off East Bowl and, and off a wilderness or you're, you're just going to find the terrain that you want. And we're, we're just pretty stoked to have it ready for, ready for you out here. Yeah. I cannot believe how many people that I know that have driven by Burke on great powder days, heading to Jay and I'm going, keep going, leave it, <laughs> leave it to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's uh, Jay, Jay, Jay has the cloud. Jay gets, gets a lot of snow and, and. We have the, the secret sauce where when we get the snow, we hold on to it. And uh, if you're looking for those, those little stashes, you're, you're going to find them and, and those in the know, know. So. Hey, don't tell anybody. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, well, just, just the accessibility too. I mean, it's, it's like a three hour straight shot from Boston, totally. which is nothing. I, I, I spent almost four in the car yesterday going to, to Wildcat. And I well, think, I think that that's not. At least here in Massachusetts, not something that people realize, like, like how quickly you can get there. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the things that from a marketing point of view that we really try to emphasize, especially when we're out talking about the ski shows and everything. And you point to the little nook of Vermont and everyone's like, oh, God, that seems far. It's like, no, it's a straight shot off the highway. And quite frankly, I haven't actually calculated all the ski resorts in the state of Vermont, but I would put money that we are the closest ski resort off the highway. I mean, we're seven miles off the highway. I don't know of another ski resort in the state that is that close off the highway. I'm trying to prove um, you so wrong and I can't. not like you're, you're going in another 45 minutes to an hour and the kids are like, oh my God, are we there yet? It's like, no, we're almost there. It's right. just another 15 minutes. You know? It was tremendous. Just a little known nugget about Burke that I'd never really realized. Well, actually, yep. soccer went and visited. And I wonder, will a lot more people be visiting because of your star? Every time I mention Michaela Schifrin, I always say Burke Mountain Academy's Michaela Schifrin because that is what defines her, what defines you. Now that she's got Lindsey Vaughn in the rearview mirror and she's got Ingemar Stenmark looking ahead, how important is that name for Burke to not build on necessarily, but just have it to associate with? Yeah, I'll speak to that. I mean, it's, it's exciting, right? I mean, she's skied. You can come and ski the same trails that arguably the, the greatest skier, let's, let's put aside gender here, the greatest skier that, that has ever lived. And, and we're all watching that happen. And, and 
I think it was awesome when she came here. It was a two winters ago and trained before the Killington event to have her back on mountain and, and just have that experience with her and watch her train. And, and so whether you're a ski race aficionado, you're, you're kind of just the dabble in it, or you're just a rec skier to know that the uh, Burke mountain in East Burke, Vermont is the kind of place where greatness can be cultivated. And that's, that's a pretty compelling and exciting story to tell. And so whether you're just looking to bring your family here and cruise groomers, it, it's, it's, or come here and maybe join a BMA race program after going through the learning program here at the resort. It's a great story to tell. We're so proud of, of what, what she's been able to do and, and the recognition she gives Burke when she's, when she has the chance in the academy. It's just, it's just great. And, and we're the last little corner of Vermont, but in, in many ways you go around the world and, and you mentioned Burke. The, that community knows Burke because they know the, the ratios that it produces. Yes. She, she helped put Burke on the map, even though you're on the map beforehand. We had another ex-Burke World Cup skier, Noel Lyons, on a podcast about beer league racing, basically, which was fun. So Burke well, is getting in the know right now on this podcast. Yeah, it really is. It's kind of fun. The Indy Pass, what's going on? You guys are an allied resort this year can we expect you possibly to go full with indy we'll see i mean that would be ideal for us we have been in conversations with the indy pass we're right in what would seem like their wheelhouse we're an independent smaller resort so i think we would bring a lot of value to that past partnership but for now we're super stoked to be a part of the allied program which allows all indy pass holders to receive discounts seven days a week. So on weekends, if you have an Indy Pass, you get 25% off your, your ticket. And then midweek, you're getting 40 or 50% off on Monday through Friday ticket, non-holiday. So yeah, so it's great exposure for us. I mean, most indie skiers, I think, fall in love with Burke because we're part of this the same kind of culture and the same resort that they would be skiing on a regular basis anyway. So uh, yeah, no, it's a, it's cool. It's a cool thing that they developed and that they allowed other resorts that might not be part of their partnership yet to kind of get a taste of, yeah, what the future might look like. That's, I hope you and Mr. Fish come together on that because <laughs> I like Doug and yeah. I'm an Indy Pass holder and have been since day one. So Kevin, Eric talked about the Willoughby Gap and the view, which is just it might not be the gunstock view overlooking Winnipesaukee, but it's not far off from that standpoint. From the top of the mountain, why don't you tell us what the view is, what you see from the top of Burke? Yeah, well, you, you can see Everything. quite a bit. So sitting at 3,200 feet, you get off the Midburke Express, or as you're going up the chair, you, you're looking largely north and into Canada. So if you have a sharp eye on a clear day, you can see straight into Canada. You could probably make out Owl's Head, which is a, a, a little peak way out in the distance. You can see Jay Peak off in the distance. And depending on, on your angle, you can look off in the distance. You're going to see Stowe. And so a pretty sweeping view in, in that direction, all looking through the Willoughby Gap, this sort of great glacial hunk, two hunks of rock that frame this, this, the deepest lake in the state of Vermont. And then if you go on the east side out to East Bowl, which we talked about previously, you get that, that classic view of the whites as you're skating up to the drop into East Bowl. And, and so you're, we're, we're in this great position 
We're, we're not in the whites. We're not in the greens. We're, we're kind of in between the two. And, and so depending on which way you choose to look, you're going to, you're going to pull in some pretty classic New England news of, of two classic New England outrages. I, I read it, I read somebody's argument recently that ski resorts have, have probably prepared for global warming more than anyone else because they've expanded their product to be year round. And I thought it was an interesting way to put at it, to put it. So with that thought, and not that anyone wants winter to end, let's, let's get that right, right out there right now. This it is just, not pushing anything. It just anything. started. It oh, just well, started. You got, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a teacher in my other life and I was having my kids come up with, with story ideas. And one of them said, well, the, the term three is coming. And I was like, okay, so why is that a big deal? And she said, well, summer's right around the corner. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Summer's not right around the corner. It is January. We've got five months at least to get to there. But on that note, could you tell us what is, what does Burke have to offer during the other three seasons of the year? Oh gosh. Well, I think if last year didn't prove that we were a mountain biking Mecca, Kingdom Trails has certainly done its due course in, in, in claiming that stake. But yeah, I mean, we have, we have really with the, with the help of the hotel and the opening of the hotel, we have really been able to have a year round 12 months operation here, which includes some of, we love winter. That is our favorite time of the year, but summer is certainly a close second. We operate a mountain bike park, a downhill mountain bike park as part of our lower mountain operations here in the summer. And the hotel brings a slew of events, including hotels. We do a lot of meetings and conferences and um, yeah, it, it really, we really come into it in the summer. Summer is a really special time here in New England with Lake Willoughby and the beaches there. Talk about a beautiful mountainside beach or a lakeside beach. It's it's one of the most unique beaches I think you could ever really go to. So yeah, no, summer is a close second to okay. winter here. I'll allow it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, one of the. Yeah, we always joke about it because we're always planning. I mean, I think resort operators can relate. It's like we're always a season ahead, right? And we're always planning out, even though we're in winter, what does our summer look like? We're already talking about trails. We're already talking about summer operations. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> to your point, exactly. Winter just started. Let's enjoy it a little. <laughs> oh, it, it's, it was hard to get it moving this year outside of that one dump in Jan or in December. Uh, it's been... It's been tough for the whole Eastern United States when it comes to skiing this year until now. Well, I would love you guys, Kevin, I'm, I'm asking you here to bring back a festival, a mountain bike festival up there. I was there two years in a row up at the mountain for Nemba Fest. It would be great to have it, something like that back up there. Yeah, as Jess hit on, so this past summer, we we hosted the Enduro World Series. The best Enduro riders in the world were at Berg. 30 countries, I, I think was the number. We're in the bike business in the summer. We're in, we're in the wedding and, and just come on, on the, the, the sort of vacation. And we're open to it. We, we started hosting the Vermont, Vermont Symphony Orchestra last summer. They're coming awesome. back this summer. And so the, the, the sky's the limit with respect to what you can do in the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont in the summer. And, and, and really for us, the, the exercising our winter muscles is great. And then in the summer, we, we kind of shed some layers and, and it's a totally different vibe around here. It's, it's a little different, but it's, it's as fun 
And yeah, we'll bring back some festivals. And, and I'd add, we're, as the largest landowner in town, we worked with Kingdom Trails and probably that some of the largest growth of their network has been on Burke Mountain property. And I count maybe five or six brand new trails in the past few years that we've worked with them and partnered with them to open up. So as Jeff said, when you're in the hotel, when you're at the resort, you're, you, you're not, you don't need to get in the car. You can just get on your bike, get on your skis and, and, and get the fun started. So full check, you can make that happen. <laughs> Perfect. All right. This is the part where we want to get some inside information about Burke. You have an impending powder day. So I'm asking you both, Mark, we'll start with you. What is the best trail you're going to seek out when the snow is hitting hard? Oh, well, I'm a, I am a, wow. So everybody says East Bowl, so I can say East Bowl. <laughs> if I could take two trails and combine them, if I could take the chute and carriage road and, and to make that one longer trail, those would be my, my, my two. But I think carriage road and then going over to Powderhorn would be a mix that I would try to put in on a, on a powder day. Nice. Jess, what do you got? Yeah, I'd go East side and I'd take a dipper to wilderness to Powderhorn. So that would be my first run for sure. It, I've, I've skied Burke so heavily and found a lot of great stashes where nobody, oh, I know. yeah, I yeah. mean, just great stashes, knee, thigh deep, but I'll tell you what. Right along rerun, nobody's there I'll, up and down the old Palma or the T-Bar now. It's, it's like nobody's ever in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, rerun is great on a powder day. And on the west side, we always have the hidden trail, the gaps. I mean, no one ever goes oh, over yeah. there. So yeah. you can usually save that for like your second or third run and still get fresh tracks right down the center. So the gap is always a hidden gem. That's awesome. Well personal favorite trail if you just are a groomer trail a, a trail to go out with husband wife boyfriend girlfriend what's your favorite oh gosh i mean all uh, of them right day. i do love them all fair enough <laughs> oh man i mean if i just want to bomb it and uh, yeah i mean the dippers are great and if you really just want a little bit of exercise and the run out's been groomed, East Bowl's amazing. <laughs> if you're feeling cold and want to break a sweat, yeah, you go over to East Bowl and warm up a little bit. Um, Hopefully you're not a snowboarder. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's always good to ask the lifties, if the, the lift attendants, if, you know, the run or read our snow report, if the run out's been groomed, because that's huge. <laughs> or make sure you have the right wax on. Totally. Now, I understand you're in the Northeast Kingdom, so there's nowhere to go for APRE, correct? Ah, uh, <laughs> totally incorrect. <laughs> okay. All right. So what's the go-to spot? Jess, start with you. Oh, man. Well, I mean, we would all agree that it's the Bear Den. We have live music there every Saturday during the winter, and it's our, it's our classic ski bar. It's the one where if you can find it, because it's not advertised, nor do we have a sign on the building. The Bear Den is just your classic bar still got a fireplace in there don't dance too hard or your boots might fall through the floor don't lean on the sidewalls but no it's it's just classic where everybody knows one another and we're always cheersing so. it truly is and it's just a, a, a crowded experience like you'd it expect is. like in the west one of those like just great vibe there yeah totally what about you kevin yeah, well, I can't, my job would be made very difficult if I said bad things about the Bear Den. <laughs> well, I, I, I like the Bear Den, so. Yeah, Bear Den is just one of those places that, that people love and, and you can't beat it. There are people there right at 11 when, when we open it up. So Bear Den is quintessential. It's, it's, it's 
It's what you, what you used to see at a lot of ski resorts. We still have it. It's very burked. It's very kingdom and cold beer, people walking around in ski boots, old rickety chairs. It's, it's, we love our new stuff. We love the, the view pub, great views, looking out to the Willoughby gap, great dining experience, just, but the, the bear den is the place that people walk out of and say, wow, that was really cool. Tremendous. Okay. We're, we're a couple well, weeks, couple weeks away. I'm sorry. Go yeah. Ahead. What about. One other thing, because everybody wants to know where to eat. If you could both tell us the spot that you would go, if you're visiting up there down in East Burke or wherever, what's a restaurant that you wouldn't want to miss? Yeah. Trying to think outside of, I mean, of course we have our on-site dining, yep. but we could give props. I would say up on Darling Hill, there's really two different spots that you can go to for a tree. And it's hard to choose. We have the Spokeasy and Junipers at Wildflower. Wildflower has amazing views. They sit up on Darling Hill. You can see the gap and it's just, it's the best place to watch the sunset. I can attest to that. And they had tremendous food, tremendous appetizers. And our historic building up there, the Berkland Mansion, if you ever want to treat yourself to a beautiful martini or a nice glass of wine or something and amazing entrees. They really do a wonderful job there. That's great. And they have a restaurant where if you're not staying at the mansion, it's just quite an experience. It's really cool. And and Kevin, any, any special spot that people should look, take their family to or... Yeah, I mean, if if you're if you're done enjoying the, the view pub at the resort and and the bear den and, and the cafeterias, a cafe latte in East Burke, they do some great sandwiches, have some great coffee. They're right in the village, and then relatively new place, Tomasani's Bistro. He does some great pizzas. John used to work at the resort. Great pizzas. Do, does some great Greek keto, and just mix it up. Folks want to do a little something different after they're, they're done skiing. Those, those are my two go-tos if I'm driving through town. Awesome. All right. We've got February vacation around the corner for schools in the area. What if people want to make last minute arrangements, go visit Burke? What should they do? Where should they visit, et cetera? Oh, so we still have room at the hotel and you definitely want to come to Burke for President's Week vacation. We have Teton Gravity Research coming on Saturday the 18th with their Stokemobile and they'll be showing their ski movie, The Pursuit, not The Pursuit of Soul, Magic. Magic Hour. Like, I think it's called Magic Hour. Yep. Yeah. So that'll be here at the hotel. They'll have a DJ on the patio. It'll be really cool. They're bringing the Stoke. And then the following weekend, heading into Vermont vacation break, we are hosting this program. It's called Wildlife Encounters. And they come here with seven or eight different wild animals. And it's really cool for the kids. It's a really nice family program. And throughout the week, we'll have our torchlight parade. We'll do a couple of things at the Dashney Nordic Center, which just a quick plug for the Nordic Center. If you're looking for some off-piste activities, we have snowshoe. We have some incredible Nordic and classic skiing over there and it really gives you the the whole views of the kingdom including the gap and of course burke mountain and it's just um yeah it's really an incredible spot so if you haven't made your plans yet for president's week or vermont vacation break certainly check out burke fantastic you heard her, you heard her. that's jessica seckler <laughs> director of the guest plug. experience and marketing along with kevin mack general manager for burke mountain both of you thank you that was a great conversation and i look forward to getting back up there as soon as I can with my three kids. So I'll, I'll bring them along and introduce them to what is just a, a true gem of, of New England. Kevin, I'm, I'm not bringing any kids, uh, but <laughs> let's, let's go ski.
Yeah, yeah. no, man, look forward to seeing you guys here in person and yeah, come on up and, and yeah, bring, bring the fun and, and we're getting snow. So we're, we're, we're February, March. We still have a lot of winter to go. We should winners, winners on right now. Yep. So, sure. Hey, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thanks guys. Thank you guys. All right. Take care. New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast will return after this. Eagle Crest isn't your average community ski area. We're on an island. In Alaska. We have panoramic ocean views. A 1,600-foot vertical drop. Big mountain terrain. Incredible backcountry access. Less crowds. More snow and some pretty historic streaks. It's now 50 consecutive days with snowfall. You can't drive here. You have to fly or ferry, which means shorter lines and untracked powder. We have great community. We're affordable. We have an amazing learning center, but it's not just the skiing and riding. Juno has a lot to offer. And we're right here waiting. If you want to be inspired and informed on everything about the New England ski and outdoor scene, then you need to check out SkiJournal.com. SkiJournal.com delivers daily content on breaking industry news, tips, gear, dining, travel, entertainment, as well as all archived episodes of the Emmy-nominated New England Ski Journal TV show, and the Base Camp Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to New England Ski Journal, the longest-running regional ski magazine in the country. New England Ski Journal's award-winning writers and photographers bring all four seasons to your door with best-in-class coverage on skiing and the outdoors. Log on to SkiJournal.com and click on the subscribe button to get New England Ski Journal mailed to you today. New England Ski Journal is a Siemens Media publication. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful. And now, back to the Base Camp Podcast. Eric, Burke is so dear to my heart. Like I said, number two Burke side. A very close friend had that condo, so I had a key. So my son actually grew up skiing there. And the lines there, the vibe there the energy is just amazing. It, it's tremendous. And and I think we, we talked about it a little bit with them that the accessibility of Burke is just really, if, if you haven't done the drive from, from Massachusetts or the Boston area, literally three hours. I mean, it, it's not a bad drive at all. It's 188 miles. I think I drove the same to go just past North Conway recently, right? So, I mean, you're talking Vermont. And it seems so much further, like to go, let's use this as, as an example. I'm driving home one day up 495 North and there's a billboard for Vermont skiing, right? And it's covered in powder and this guy's popping out and it's like, yeah, I could go to Vermont. The very next billboard that shows up on this digital billboard, right? The very next one is from guess who? Who? Ski New Hampshire. No kidding. Ski where it's closer, they say. Uh-huh. And you say, yeah, I could ski New Hampshire too. My point is not to not to put those ads up against each other, but we do tend to think of Vermont as being like just that much further away place. 
And when it gets to something like Stowe or JP, it can be a haul. Brook Mountain's not like that. Brook Mountain is probably just as much to get to as it is to maybe a little bit more than it is like to get to, say, what, Killington, Okemo? It's, it's about that, and you're getting up to almost the border. Killington, from my house in southern New Hampshire, to the base of the skyship is two hours door-to-door, mm. as long as I don't hit traffic when I get off the highway. Cannon, Cannon for me, is about an hour and 45, straight up 93. As for Burke, add on another 45 minutes. It's not far off the highway. No. Go up little through Littleton, up past the Moore Reservoir, into St. Jay's, and it's two exits north. And it's it's just a it's a wonderful classic. And I know we use this kind of cliche term all the time, but it is a classic Vermont drive through rolling hills and, and farmlands and it's it's so peaceful in the wintertime. You almost wish it were longer. I mean I mean Burke is it, it, it's a place to behold if you've never been there. And like I said, one of the most beautiful spots in all of Vermont. The the Willoughby Gap truly is like once you finally see it. You you wonder why you don't have pictures of it hanging up all over your home. It's just it's that that stunning and that impactful. I ma- I made the comment that it might not be like from Gunstock looking out. Yeah, at, I was going to hop on you yeah. for that because I was like, dude, no, what this is this no is better. I don't, I don't, this is I don't, much better. I don't know. No, it isn't because because you got the whites behind it. Okay, it's it's different. Not better. Not worse. We've used those terms a few times. Yes, but you know those iconic views of Wildcat looking at Tuckerman's, right. Brenton Woods looking at Mount Washington in the hotel, Gunstock looking out at Winnipesaukee. You can throw the view at Willoughby equally so. It's just beautiful. Absolutely. Well, I mean, to be fair, Wildcat makes it easy for us when we're talking this because it's basically Wildcat first and no one really argues with that. But Burke is just you know, the... the Again, the 360 views you're seeing of just the landscape around you and just there's Canada, there's New Hampshire, there's the Whites, there's Ma Farmer's backyard garden. I don't know. Like the things you can see from there, just it's, it's an incredible view to be on top of Vermont. Tremendous experience. And, and to be able, like, like they said, like just said, to ski where Michaela Schifrin trained. I've, I've ridden that J-Bar and it's a cool experience to say, okay, this is where the Brook Mountain Academy kids have trained. And now I'm riding the same bar that all these famous athletes, Olympians, U.S. ski team members have trained on. And that, that's kind of cool. It, it is. It's, it's amazing when you get up there and you see these kids early in the morning and they are doing laps, spending their time. I, th- I think what's even more amazing is that they do that and are still true scholars because mm-hmm. they don't get a free ride. It's not just skiing. It's academics at the same time. Right. I mean, look, for, from someone who skied throughout his college career, it wasn't always easy because you had to pack up, you had to drive the hour down to, to Stowe or Sugarbush. I mean, this is real tough life. These kids roll out of bed and just go hit the mountain. My experiences at Burke, Eric, are just incredible. I talked about the trees with Kevin. The trees are, are really that good. Mm-hmm. Okay. The lines... But there are also hidden lines that people haven't seen. And I was, I was up there one year with a friend of mine, uh, and I'm the bushwhacker. I like to go find my own line away from everybody. I want that five, six, 10, 12 turns where nobody else would ever go. Mm-hmm. And I had my friend Jason with me, and I found this thigh-deep line. And all I can remember was, 
I skied it first, skied it hard. He he looked down. Jason's a bump skier. He's not a tree. He was never a tree skier. He's gotten much better through the years. But all of a sudden, when he hears this, he's going to yell at me, of course. But all of a sudden, I see him take off. He can't make a turn. And all I hear from as loud as can be, hip check, and I get dusted with snow as he decelerates towards me. That's great. Oh, it was just a, once again, the skiing, those memories of those days stick with you forever. Yeah. And I, I found that myself that my first couple of times skiing this year, I've had to remind myself that I'm another year older and not to push it too early and to take it easy. And, and you know how long that lasts, right? So it's, look, it, it the, the, the one, one last thing I want to say is um, for those interested in, in learning more about Burke, New England Ski Journal TV, which airs on Nesson every month, recently did a whole show dedicated up there, and it's really good. So it gives you some insight to the resort and the surrounding community. You can check that out at skijournal.com. Just click on the, the box that says Ski Journal TV, and, and you're off exploring Burke Mountain Resort virtually, and then hopefully in real life. So Well, knowing... Knowing from Jess that they still have, at this point, some lodging available for vacation week, I can tell you that there's, I forget the name of it, right in St. Johnsbury, there's a motel that I've stayed at numerous Mm -hmm. times. There's also uh, the Wildflower Inn up on Darling Hill. It is one of the most beautiful spots in New England. Just like looking from the top of Burke, you get views that are gorgeous and beautiful sunrises and sunsets up there. That's tremendous. So make your way to Burke. It's easy to get to. And once you get there, you're going to love it. The Northeast Kingdom. If you have not been to the Northeast Kingdom, many of you have been to Jay, of course. But if you haven't been to the Northeast Kingdom, it is the hidden gem of Vermont by far. Agreed. Trying to think if I can beat it. I think I think we're going to call that official. Burke, the Hidden Gem of Vermont. Sold. You got it. Get up there, ski. Winter is on and head to the trees now. It's it's time. Mike, thank you very much as always. We will see you next time. Eric, I can't tell you that this is could ever get more enjoyable than talking about someplace like Burke. Excellent. Good. Now we just got to get there. So, that's And look, we're not we used to we would end these spots Kind of like, let's pray for snow and let's hope we can go skiing. So now we're upbeat. We've gotten our Joneses out of us. We've been to the hills. And the rest of the winter is just a blank canvas. And I can't wait to get out there and hit it. So without further ado, Mike, thank you very much. Eric, that was awesome. Um, Can't wait for the next one. Excellent. Thank you for joining us on the New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast. I'm Ski Journal Editor Eric Wilbur. We will see you next time. New England Ski Journal's Base Camp is a Siemens Media podcast. Siemens Media. Inspiring. Informative. Insightful.